Whoever. You look tanned. Mr. Nigeria and Ghana. Yeah, it was bad still. I'm going it's back. Mm, for New Year's, it was bad. I'm going back. 100%. I'm going to do New Year's there this year again. 100%. I might even go back before because there's a, I think there's a few decent business opportunities out there, man. Yeah, I need to do obviously more due diligence, but yeah, I think so. I think he's building some. He's he's invested in uh, blocks of flats. Yeah. Mm. I think when it gets to the point where the government is actively, it's a bit like what the Caribbean been doing for a long time, right? The tourism thing, the government's invested in it. It's going to be looked at as a serious source of income. Only the Southern African countries have done that previously. So if Ghana are going to start doing that. And you get into some of that infrastructure, bro. In ten years, you <laughs> could be laughing, mate. Yeah, no, that's not serious. Very serious. <laughs> mate, it's, it's worth it. If mate, you got a decent time, it's four, five hundred pounds. It's not even nothing crazy. So I would recommend it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Thanks, bro. All right, cool. Get this out. So. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Making Sense Podcast. It's me, Kalisha. Yours truly. Hello, hello, it's Johnny. Ah, strange uh, okay. voice. <laughs> Mr. Smooth. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Hey, listen to him in a while. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while, it's been a while. So how you lots week's been? It's been okay. Yeah, not yeah. bad. Busy one. Work's been yeah, uh, same. interesting. Interesting. Busy. Just, I believe in work. Get work early, leaving late. Put it yeah. down. Mm, those ones. How about you? So this week we are going to be discussing venture capital. Yeah, we're gonna do a quick intro well, yeah, a quick intro of venture capital, talk about what it is, how it works, etc. Mm. And then specifically talk about who we think should be doing these things, who shouldn't, or at least what from our perspective it requires to be in venture capital right yeah and, and whether that's going to change like a lot of things are changing at the moment so is that now going to change in the future we're going to see yeah. different people uh going into into vc and into venture capital yeah. and maybe maybe also touch up on this whole new thing of investing into i don't know uh, majority black owned businesses right mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Bain, yes. whatever you call it yes maybe and is that t- a sound yeah pillar of investment touch up on that <laughs> mm. you know yeah but as always i've been aware of while so i guess it's only right i do it uh you know everything that's uh going to be said in this episode is food for thoughts it is not advice it is not um anything for you to go and act on so please uh take in the information and go and do your own research and your own due diligence before taking any action amen you know jerome's gonna nobody. be gonna be vexed hearing yeah. that well, you're doing you he's doing it no he's you're oh. doing the disclaimer <laughs> <laughs> they should have turned up then didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> so yes let's just get into it what oh do you want to go on no. what is a vc venture capital and what does it do um so yeah vc venture capital it, it it's um basically the an area of business where the money is going into startups so a venture capital fund will usually invest in very very small firms who don't really have a his- history of trading or operating um yeah they're usually tiny firms often they just have an idea mm. sometimes it might be more than an idea they might have some sales but the, the general theme is that it's an unproven unknown company usually very small might be one or two people i just about to ask what the size 
Yeah, it might be two. Okay, mm. it might be two. It might be ten. Yeah. But mm. it's very small and and unproven usually. Could you be one? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, they don't like it, but you could be. Okay. <laughs> you could be. Yeah. And yeah. I think. Um, Why don't they like it? Because they have, you know, they have these rules and these arbitrary rules, and they effectively say, well, you know. Uh, I think someone explained it to me once as um, one is too little and four is too much. So they like where it's two or three people, then there's a sort of, uh, there's a bit of, there's different perspectives. Mm. Um, you've, you haven't got one person controlling the whole ship. Sometimes that's a bit of a risk. It all goes into one person. If there's three people, ideally, then you've got three people, different views, different skill sets brought to the table as well, okay. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've you see things where one, one man raises the money and, and gets it done. Um, but generally, it's it's. I, I like to say it's a partnership at the very least, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and um, so a, a a venture a venture capital fund, they they're usually funds unless you're some ultra rich person who hires a team to do it for them. But it's usually a fund. So let's just say I don't know John might set up a company that's called I don't know John VC, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So John VC will go around and ask people for money. So let's just say he calls 10 of his friends. They all give him a million. So John has a million in this fund. And then John uses the 10 million to invest, I don't know, say 200,000 in various companies. Mm. So he might have a portfolio of 20, 30, very, very tiny startups. So where do you hold these funds? What do you mean? As in working? When you? he gets all this money, John So, gets so the, the, it's yeah. called a fund, but it's actually a company. Okay. Right? Yeah. So yeah. it's a company. That's what it is. It'll just be the, the sort of the invested capital in... And and normally, uh, and I and I still, well, I kind of, I think I'll figure it out. So normally, they're partnerships as well. So let's say to, to elaborate on Francis' example, it's uh, it's uh, the making sense VC. Mm-hmm. The four of us, instead of it being a limited company, it'll be a limited liability partnership. Yeah. And then we will share all the profits individually. So yeah. none of this. Mm-hmm. Oh, the company's made one million pounds. We're gonna pay each other a salary. No. Yeah. The profits are one billion pounds. There's your share. There's yeah. my share. Yeah. There's okay. your share. So that the comes with its own risks, yeah. but they're generally um, limited liability uh, partnerships. And to Francis's point, you can sort of go around and you get investors to invest in your fund, and the types of investors usually depends on what type of companies you want to invest in. Okay. So you might have different investors if you want to go and do agriculture, as opposed to if you want to go and do technology mm-hmm. investing or etc or yeah. whatever it is yeah and the the big players are usually pension funds or institutional investors so they yeah. can easily give someone 200 million very easily because they have billions and billions they need to invest right yeah. or if if you're talking ultra rich people it might be less it might be half a million it might be yeah. 200,000 and back to John's point so John in John's VC he would be the GP the the general partner mm-hmm. and all the investors would be the LPs, the limited partners. Okay. So back to his partner structure that okay. you mentioned. That's just the the I don't know the names or the um what do you say the lingo. Yeah. yeah. And generally it's risky business, but as you know, if you've listened to enough episodes, you know everything's a risk. Yeah, high risk. It's high. high it's, it's probably it's the riskiest type of equity investing. <laughs> yeah. 100%. It's the riskiest because th- think about it. You, someone comes to you and says, I have this amazing idea. Shows you this PowerPoint deck, right? <laughs> but it, let's it. just say it hasn't been done before. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's been done before, but mm-hmm. say it hasn't been done. You're, you're, you're effectively buying the an idea. idea. Into a dream, basically. Yeah, someone's dream. So it's a huge, it has the highest form of risk. But then when it goes right, the returns are crazy. As in, you don't see that kind of returns anywhere else. So if you think about any f- famous or any successful tech company you could think of, Snapchat, 
Facebook. I was just about to say that. Any all of them. them. There was a VZ Apple, very, very early on that gave them money. And Would Monzo be one? I don't know how no, Monzo yeah, came about. Because they've not, they've not exited yet. So he's he's raised a lot of money. I know yeah. VCs were involved initially. Okay, so then. Um, but I think I think they've raised close to. Um, oh, it must be past 200, 300 million. Yeah. And, and and usually VCs are only involved in the early stages. Yeah. So in the first couple of years, if you want money, you go to a VC. Yep. The reason is, as an unproven business or business that has never operated before, if you go to a bank to get a loan, they're not going to give you a loan. Mm-hmm. And if they do give you a loan, it'll be something crazy, as mm-hmm. in the interest rates will mm-hmm. be crazy. You couldn't afford it. You can't really go to the markets. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you can't get listed if yeah. you're not proven, right? You can't just say, hey, I'm going to sell shares in my company if your company has never run. Mm. So you need some source, some form of money. So to simply put, the, the sheer existence of VCs is to provide money. Mm. Oh, actually, not just that. They yeah. also usually provide experience. <laughs> experience. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you know, someone will join your board. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. And yeah. And I think very sort of a, a slight aside. Um. Francis mentioned earlier, if it's one individual, you know, there are people called angel investors as well. Yeah, I've heard of that. Which yeah. are generally high number of individuals, but it's yeah. individuals, and they've kind of. There's a bit of an extreme sport, if you ask me, but yeah. they take it upon themselves to regularly invest in startups in the hope that one of them effectively bangs. See, yeah. kind of like Dragon's Den. Yes. Yeah, it's that kind of thing. Yeah, 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 exactly that kind and, of thing. And and again, with these funds, so back to my point, John raised 10 million and he's going to invest whatever. So John would have, I don't know, say he had 40 or 50 startups that he invested those 10 million in. And the money will usually be locked up for 10 years, right? So all the investors that gave him the money, they sign a contract saying they're not going to see their money for 10 years, Right. Unless there's some kind of, John buys something today, sells it next week, and he has money and he just distributes it back. Unless something like that happens, it's, it's usually a very long-term contract, right? Okay. So people can't get cold feet and draw their money. Exactly. Back. And also, John needs time to find opportunities, right? Mm. Then he has to invest in it. Then he has to give the firms time to grow in mm. order to make some money, right? But um, one thing, uh, as we're talking about this point, in order to even find the right opportunity, Obviously, if it's an unproven business, it's almost like it's not a science. It's an art and a science, right? Yeah, agreed, agreed. But the art of it is, you. It's, it's like with most things. If you've done it before, or the more you do it, the more experience you have, mm. you get some kind of sense of what might work, what yep. might not work. What type of people. Yeah. Mm. You yeah. might, you, you will never always get it right, mm. right? But someone who's been doing it or has been working somewhere around the industry, the sector, someone has who has anything to do with that kind of firm, business, whatever, they will have some kind of advantage compared to someone who doesn't. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. And it's funny, I, I, I went to Silicon Valley a few years ago, actually. And uh, we you all went? Get, yeah, yeah. Okay. It was part of my master's. And um, oh, wow. the we went and saw VCs and, and he was just like, look, more time often than not, they're investing in the person, yeah. not the business. Because most startups, you know, in all the literature you read, they'll they'll change, they'll pivot at some point. The idea you had on day one mm-hmm. is probably not what you're doing on month three or mm-hmm. month six or month nine. Mm-hmm. So they invest in the person that can navigate all of that. Mm-hmm. So he was like, a lot of the time he's thinking about the person or the people or the group and thinking, all right, if things go up and down, you know, is my money basically gonna go down the toilet because you can't handle it or you're not, yeah. you haven't got the right personality for it or you are so wedded to your original idea, you don't want to pivot. When someone says, oh, you might need to sell oranges instead of apples. You're like, no, it's you know. So he was saying they invest, and that, I mean that's one company. But the sense I got there was they invest as much in the person as the idea. Okay. Yeah, and also from the fifty, 
that you invest in, most of them will not ever, most of them will go bankrupt or the idea will die or something. It'll be like a small amount. You're talking two or three that will make it, but they're going to be like crazy. They're going to be like your Apples, Facebooks, whatever. So that's where the real gains come from. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right? Yeah. So the majority will not survive. Most, most of the firms you invest in, your money will be gone after a few years, basically. So once the VCs get this money, what do they do with it? Well, so usually you have a team who you work with. Mm -hmm. So you have people who do research, you, you have people who do due diligence. So once they find a company, they have to vet them, right? Mm. They'll look at what they're doing. Is there any fraud activity? They just vet, do your due diligence, make sure everything is correct. Yeah, when the guy said, oh, he worked here for this amount of time, this is experience, go check. What yeah. did he actually do there? Did he do that or was he, I don't know, the facilities manager or something? What was he yeah. actually doing? Um, and also there's lots of events. So a bit of an ecosystem has built up. People go to places called like incubators which is uh, effectively places where startups or people start up ideas can come there, get some skills, get yeah. some advice and get them to the point where they can actually present to um, VCs, angel investors, etc. So you go to those kind of events and to Francis' point, it's an art. So even my network, or oh, I know the right people that always seem to find, you know, people like Kalisha who've got new ideas, etc., etc. Whereas if there's another VC, he doesn't know anybody, he hasn't really got the network, he will forever be picking up the scraps of everybody else. So there's certain formal places, like I said, incubators, accelerators, etc., and other things is literally, you know, a, yeah. a person knows a person and they have coffee one day and, mm. but, and but also kicks off from that. These incubators are not necessarily free, right? Because nope. they help you, but then they once people invest in you, they yeah. take a little bit of yeah, commission. Little right? yeah. and, and and then generally how VCs make money, mm -hmm. back to John's example. Mm -hmm. Actually, no, actually I have an example that I looked up on, so I'm going to talk about that. Mm. So the, the, the fee structure or how people make money is called 2 and 20 in most instances, but it could be different. Mm -hmm. So the two means, let's just say, again, John's, John's example, he raised 10 million, right? Mm -hmm. He's going to charge 2% on that 10 million that's mm -hmm. his management fee that's the fee he collects for doing all the work mm -hmm. then in let's just say 10 years when he's invested the money now he's sold all the companies and he, he's made whatever money he's made he gets 20 percent <coughs> of the profits that's the two and 20. okay so even if i don't make any money i'm getting my two percent management fee yeah if i now, don't make one penny but you also have to remember John is taking that money. That's not money he's just going to take and just live a lavish life. <laughs> he ha he ha he has staff he has to pay, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. He has an office. So the less staff, the better then, basically. Basically. Well, yeah, but but, but then yeah. you also, you need enough staff to do your job properly, right? Because mm -hmm. let's mm -hmm. just say John wants to invest in some biotech company. If John hasn't have a biotech background, yep. he has to hire some scientists to do the due diligence for him, right? Mm -hmm. He has to hire some PhDs to look through the lab, look through whatever these guys are doing. Mm -hmm. Is it viable? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Actually, this is good, but there's a better person in the market. Yeah. You just got to pay for expertise. So there's a lot of costs involved yeah. for John to actually run the VC. So it's not just them taking money and running away with it. Yeah. There's an example here of when, when VC is done correctly, how much money can make, right? So in 2003, Sequoia Venture raised 387 million. They had about 40 investors, so mainly big institutional companies. And when they closed the fund, i.e. after roughly 10 years, that 387 turned into 3.6 billion. What? Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, when it's done right- Times you 10. Can, yeah. You can make crazy. So the, and the, the VC, so Sequoia Partners, they took on 1.1 billion over 10 years. 100 million a year. 
right? Uh-huh. But this is when it's done right. This yeah, is what yeah. I'm saying. For right? every Sequoia Partners, what, there's about there's a tens of thousands business? that go bust. Yeah. Sorry? What was their business? What was their business model? What did they do? No, they inve- there's their VC. VC. So okay. they, they collected money from investors and invested into startups in different industries. But these are, this is like a, a well-known venture capital firm where everyone in there has years and years of experience doing mm. it. They're all from different sectors. Some have worked in the sector and then later on became VCs. So it's, yeah, th- this is when it's done right. But like I said, a lot of them, a lot of times it isn't necessarily done right. So money is lost. So let's not, you know, this let's not, not get, norm. yeah, this is not the norm. So do some people just become VCs just to make money? <sighs> but well, well, there's so, you know, VCs are, is a sort of a, a branch of private equity, right? Yeah. And if you read stuff around private equity, they don't get the best press. They're seen as vultures for the very reason you said, you know, they collect a lot of money. They're going to companies. They're not there for a long time in each company. And they're there to, to get a large return. They're there to make as much money as possible for for their Investors, shareholders. Yeah. So that's effectively it. Spot an investment opportunity. We're going to, um, it's more risky, but there'll be more, a lot more reward in a relatively shorter time span. Yeah. I think that the typical turnaround is normally three to five years. Um, and yeah, make as much money for your shareholders but as I, possible. If, if you think about it, yeah, VCs do exist to make money, right? Because the the business of managing money is to make money, right? Because mm. you might have a billion in your bank account, right? You want to invest. You, you don't want that money sitting there collecting yeah, dust. When yeah. You don't want to be getting paid 2 3% a year when you know you could be earning 20 30% a mm-hmm. year, right? So you're thinking to yourself, okay, I want someone to come in and make me more money. If John comes to you and says, look, I'm going to make you every year at least 30% over 10 years, yeah? You're, you're going to be okay with it, even if you have to pay a fee, right? You might have to, he makes, let's just say he makes you 30% a year, you pay him 5% of that. That's still 25% for you. So you're okay to pay the VC the money. Obviously, you don't, you don't always know what you're paying for, right? <laughs> but it's, I wouldn't necessarily say, you know, it's not a thing where, oh yeah, they just, they just exist to make money off people. No. When it's done right, it's, perfectly fine and just everybody makes money so even the exactly. the startup that's receiving the vc funding they're getting funding they're getting advice they will exit their company will grow so yeah. as you said when it's done right everybody does well it's not just money that company will and grow in the right way it will grow it will grow sustainably etc etc et and 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 usually let's just say a su- successful vc right mm-hmm. uh, a, a, a successful investment from a vc will be something like facebook so in 2004, Facebook got half a million from the guy that founded PayPal, right? Peter Steele. Yeah. Mm. 500, so $500,000 he invested into Facebook. That 500000 he turned to several billions when Facebook IPO'd, i.e. when they got listed. Mm. So that's like an ideal situation for a VC mm. where you invest in a startup and then X years after, they go public. Mm. And that's imagine, when you make the most money. And imagine if your Facebook were well, at that point in their in their sort of their trajectory what half a million did for them as a business yeah mm. it was something like he said they didn't have they had like months the, the money they had mm. they could have operated for several months yeah. so it was like a crucial point yeah, they yeah. needed the money yeah. oh wow yeah so and that's basically how the investors make money yeah yeah, yeah basically yeah, okay. so if you're an investor so yeah you give john a million right and john invests that million for you john is the vc you're mm-hmm. just the investor but obviously at the end of the day, you're going to make so much money because you get most of the returns. John gets a cut and obviously the company itself also gets a cut, but you also get a huge cut. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. So I'll get my 2% management, I'll get my 20%, 
the eighty percent goes to the, the investors, the little Which the is you. Mm. Yeah, which is you. Right. So yeah. when it and, works, and, it and, works. And usually the, the founders, they also they they have a huge stake anyway, as long as they don't sell most of their shares away yeah, yeah. to the VC, right? But but also it's not all rosy, right? Because VCs are quite aggressive. So they will try to get as much as they can, right? Hundred percent. So it's not it's not all as much as they're gonna help you and they're mm. on your side. Mm. It's not all nice and. And friendly. I'm taking a big risk. So at that stage, you know, we're talking big stakes. You might you might end up sending all 30, 40 percent of your business. Mm. You know, at that stage, because I'm taking a massive risk. But to Francis's point, do you want fifty percent of whatever millions, yeah. or do you want eighty percent of? zero or or whatever it is today mm-hmm. that's the, always a trade-off and yeah. yeah they'll drive up they'll drive a hard bargain you, you hear stories yeah. you know when um when facebook bought i think it was instagram instagram were trying to raise uh 500 million at the time yeah and they were kind of shopping around for the money uh and this is probably past vc time but vcs have probably been in that, that stage yeah. and people were saying to them who do you think you are you've, you've been around a year or two, I think, yeah. I think at that point it was about a year 18 months Five hundred million. Why yeah. do you think this is worth it for whoever share you're offering? And Zuckerberg just rang him and said, "Listen, we've heard you're shopping it's around. Done. Here's a billion. Just come true. Yeah. Uh, use our resources and there done. you go. And so that was it. Cl- clearly, Zuckerberg had the insight or mm. sorry, the foresight to see what he was buying. Well, people say in hindsight, Zuckerberg, he, he basically they got it on a cheap because what there whatever Instagram is worth today yeah. is is whatever. Yeah, and just just to what he said with the stages. So in the VC investing world, there's again this is just lingo right so there's different stages right so the the first one is the seed stage that's the very i don't know the the very first time you raise money from investors right that's the seed stage so usually that's when you you um you found a client base for your products but you need money to create your products Mm. then there's series a this is when you've already created something and it's doing really well so you need more money to i don't know increase customers or increase your products then there's Series B. Here you're already making revenue. Your company's growing. You c- you can repeat the growth that you did last year, this year, etc. Then there's Series C. On on and on and on yeah, it goes. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. those are like the main stages. And at each stage, hopefully you're raising more than you raised the previous stage. And giving away smaller shares of your business. Given, given, <laughs> exactly, giving away smaller shares, and also you're attracting a lot more interest, right? Yeah. So there's there's already a premium. Yeah. On your on and there's more competition. So th- you're getting to the point where people are almost competing to invest in you. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. That's that's the dream. Which which works for you as well. Yeah, hundred percent. Um yeah, so then what else is there? Um okay, what what are the risks in venture capital investing? <laughs> right. There's a lot. It's endless. <laughs> I, yeah, I was I was I was talking to my, my friend like a couple of weeks ago and I was saying to him, when you think of V C right Let's just say you're comparing it to Netflix, yeah? You mm. want to you wanna make an investment into some kind of startup or Netflix, mm. right? Which one is the easier one to do? F- forget the fact that you don't even know about startups necessarily. Yeah? Mm. But I said, Netflix, right? I can go to Nef- Netflix's website under investor relations. I can see everything that Netflix th- has does in terms of how much money they make, mm. how much money they spend on this, mm. where they're expanding, where their profit is... F- it's all there because they have to release these figures. Yeah. Mm. A startup doesn't have these things, right? Mm. So you don't know anything about them. If I put £100 into Netflix, see, obviously I can lose it, I know. <laughs> but I'm I'm a lot less likely to, to lose it mm. in Netflix than a stranger. my friends yeah. that who's just started a retail whatever company, yeah, right? Yeah. So to me personally, 
investing into startups it's a lot more harder than Way investing harder. in listed stocks to me personally yeah yeah and and we've got to look at the people that are investing in these businesses at the risk of sounding flippant they can kind of afford to yeah. lose it do you understand what i mean yeah. if you're if if you're someone where you know you're a high net worth individual so this is part of your investment strategy throwing 100k 200k it's nothing into into that it, it's something but it's not you know you're not gonna miss it, it. it's not yeah. well no you're gonna miss it but your mortgage is not now not gonna get paid yeah. your kids are now not it, gonna it get doesn't fed. affect you yeah in that kind whereas of if it's for, for people like me and you someone says oh john i've got a new business and i need 10k I, unless that is unless you got crystal ball and it's guaranteed I'll, i can't give you that I'll, i can give you 100 pound Maybe two hundred pound, maybe three hundred, yeah. maybe even five. And even if you were gonna give the ten k, you would need some kind of incentive. You would need some crazy returns, right? Agreed. Or Agreed. at least Agreed. the possibility 100%. of of getting it. And like um, I said, it's all an ecosystem. So even as a VC now, if you go to an incubator, it's got to the point where the whole ecosystem is a sort of mature to a point where certain things give you a little bit of confidence. So there's a incub- there's a place called Y Combinator, right? Which is a famous incubator. You go there, you go through certain stages. If they accept you in. I think you go there for 90 days. They give you, I'm sure it's five figures and then they take a certain percentage of your company at that point. But you get 90 days to go there, speak to people, get some uh, advice, use their space because sometimes even office space is a, is a cost. So you mm-hmm. get to use their space, work with your partner. People have even met there. I've got an idea, you've got an idea. Bro, actually, we're better together. They've formed companies mm-hmm. there. At the end of your term there, I think it's 90 days, mm-hmm. you then do the big pitch and there's 100 people, 200 people in this big thing You've got 10 minutes and then that's it. But if I'm a VC and Y Combinator has been around 10 years, blah, 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 I'll have certain confidence. You got accepted in there. You must have something. Yeah. Right? You got even got accepted and you've lost it to the end. Okay, you must have something. And then, you know, depending on, on obviously your idea, etc. other VCs who have got good track records, if they're, if they're interested, well, boy, if, if Francis is interested in this, maybe there's something I'm not missing. Mm-hmm. So the whole ecosystem kind of We'll put this together. Very rarely is it literally a drop in the ocean. But to Francis' point, I mean, th- there's a Twitter channel I follow. I think it's called TechCrunch. And they always post who's raised Series A, Series B. A lot of these companies, I've never heard of it since. I'll see them one day. They've raised half a million, one million, two million. If I try to look for them in six months' time, they're, they're not around. Or someone's gobbled them up because there's a bit of their business they want. They've yeah. bought them, which is not bad. Don't get me wrong. You exit for two million. Huh? Yeah. I'll yeah, take that. Yeah. Right? yeah. So, so, and but it's super, super risky. And, um, and, um, and it's people's money you're playing with. <laughs> yeah. And, and back to the point you just made with when, if this person is reputable and they're interested, then maybe someone else, then maybe you, you should also be interested. There's some research from Cambridge Associates. So they track like the best performing VC, private equity funds, etc. And um, over the past 20 years, it's basically the same companies who make the highest returns. So 20, 25% is the, the 25% of the industry who have been making the highest returns have consistently made it. Meaning a lot of the newcomers do not make those kind of returns, mm. right? It's the, it, it's the same companies over the past 20 years who have the best performing funds. So mm. there's some kind of, I don't know, consistency, skill, yeah. whatever you want to call it, Yeah, right? Mm. Some people will argue though yeah. that some of it is slightly manufactured. And the reason it, why hundred percent yeah the reason yeah. why I say that is because for example if you've worked at Facebook in a certain role and you now leave and say I've got an idea I'm I don't know I'm gonna start I'm gonna do a new shop pencil shop now 
you walking into certain rooms and you've worked at Facebook or you've worked at Google or even if you've had a business before and you've exited mm. successfully, you're going to have a certain... Uh, it's going to be slightly easier. Yeah. Not easy, People but easier. Yeah. 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 So a lot of the time when I listen to this podcast and it's a new startup, yeah. first line is, yeah, I worked at Google. I worked on this. <laughs> oh, I worked at Facebook. I, yeah. Seriously? It's, it's those guys who get the most money. They yeah. raise the most money because yeah. people by default have more faith in them. Not you necessarily what saying they know. Yeah. But it's and who I'm they not, know. I'm not necessarily saying that's correct because mm. even these guys can fail, right? 100%. But those are the guys who are able to raise most of the money. Mm. But from my point... Because they have connections. Yeah. yeah. But my, my point was more on like the actual VCs, right? Yeah. So like I say, I mentioned Sequoia. Mm. Sequoia is still one of the best performing funds. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, but sorry. The reason why I made that point is because when I leave Facebook, where am I going? I'm gonna go to Sequoia or oh, whoever it was okay, that was okay, there. Okay. Yeah. So we just ah, yes, yes. And, and then, then when you, I yeah, and then you bring your contacts for yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. And then when I'm at Sequoia, I'm like, well, who are you bringing? I'm yeah. bringing this person from Facebook, this person from there. Nah, I know those guys. They were involved in this. All right, cool, blah yeah. blah blah. And then even if I add another layer to it, when I leave Sequoia. And start my own whatever. Yeah. What am yeah. I doing? Again. The same investors. Are oh, you was at Sequoia and you were involved in this, this, this? Uh, but it just yeah. keeps going and going. Yeah. So and going. yeah, obviously harder for newcomers yeah. to come. Exactly. In. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. So yeah, we kind of mentioned the risks, right? It's talking about there's no history of profits, etc. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was there mm. any big risk that they spoke to you about when you went to Silicon Valley? No, and a lot of it's inherent to what to what Francis said because. You know, everyone. What they did talk about is is this almost romanticization of the startup. Mm. Like everyone thinks, okay, I'm gonna come to the valley. The culture, I'm, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna start this business. It's gonna be amazing. And he was like, look, the reality of it is, because everyone's coming here, even to rent a one bedroom flat here is horrendous. Crazy. Like it's just little little things. So I think there's more. There's almost more demand than supply of, yeah. you know, quality sort of sort of sort of good ideas. Um, but it's just the normal risks, and as they said. What like, was your biggest you, lesson? The biggest lesson for me was about um, they invest in the person, because you know another another thing we did out there. We went to Stanford for a lecture, yeah. and the guy was saying, over in Europe, you guys they expect you to come with this hundred page business plan. Mm-hmm. You need to have your charts for five years, all of that yeah. stuff. He's like, look, we don't do that here. We don't have the time. Very different. Yeah, yeah it's mm-hmm. very very different. And you know, and people in the US are m- way more experimental, so they're more likely to try new things, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So when when we went there, I'm going there with that attitude. Everything I've been taught is business plan this, everything graphs, Excel. Yeah. The guy was like, "It's about I you." About yeah, yeah I, I'm gonna. I need to understand you. What kind of person are you? How do you? Uh-huh. How are you under pressure? You know, the jobs you've done previously. What do they tell me about the kind of person you are? Mm-hmm. Rather than I've worked here, I've worked there, I've done this amazing job. I've got 42 PhDs, blah blah blah, etc. Mm. Blah blah blah. So that was that was my that was my biggest lesson. It's about the person. I wasn't expecting that, to be honest. I wasn't yeah. expecting that. Yeah, yeah. And, what and, you and say? even even that, I don't know how. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's not something you can put in a spreadsheet. No, right? it's not. And, and don't get me wrong. It's a combination. So if you've got a dead idea. Even if the guy thinks you're, you'd been an amazing businessman or whatever, he's not going to invest. Yeah. But if you've got a great idea and he just thinks at the first hurdle you are going to crumble mm. and my hundred grand or is, is, yeah, is yeah. out the window, he's not going to do it. No, no matter how good your idea is. And he even said sometimes the ideas aren't even that great. But because of the, the people in the team and the way they think thought about stuff, he's invested a little less than they asked for. And then six months later, they've turned up with something else and made it work. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was really interesting. One one kind of textbook issue on VC is yeah. the 
value in the companies, right? Mm. So company hasn't been, yeah, it's almost impossible to value them, right? Yeah, there's certain techniques and, you know, people use multiples, etc. But, and this is where it can, I think it's a disadvantage for the, for the, 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 st- the entrepreneurs yeah. personally, because as you said, there's no value. At some stages, you're not making any money, it's all projections. So as a VC, I've got a team of people, I've got experts. Yeah, You know, it's almost a take it or leave it situation unless for some reason there's competition and more than one vc is is fighting to invest in you it's a take it or leave it situation so you could end up with giving away a bit more of your business than maybe you should have but at the same time you've got no you've got no track record you've got no accounts all you've got is your nice deck and some customer research that says that you know there's a demand for whatever it is you're going to try and sell yeah and um terms of the big the biggest risks for people investing into vcs so back to example, you gave John a million. So mm-hmm. you're an investor into his VC, right? Obviously, the biggest risk for you are whatever risks there are for the VC as well. Mm-hmm. Mm. But there's added risk for you as an investor because you've put a million into something now, which you can't touch for 10 years, right? Mm. Next year, if you really needed the money, there's an issue. There's a mm. liquidity issue. You can't just call John and says, John, I need a million. John says, well, how? I can't just sell something, mm. right? So... It's very liquid, but someone might actually come in and say to you, do you know what? You want your million? How about I give you 700,000 for the ownership, right? So that's where you're at a a disadvantage. So there's an illiquidity issue. You can't really invest in a VC if you're going to need that money in the next few years. You have to be able to sit out and wait for it for 10 years, roughly 10 years, maybe a little bit less. And if if you're short on it, you could argue you know, your returns, they will lessen it as well then. Mm. So if you give me the money for longer, you know, your, your the, the percentage at the end or whatever it is, or int- it could be it could be higher. And also, I think there's almost an inherent risk because as I said, regardless, and there's probably a, a bottom base to this, if I don't make any money, even if I lose you some money, I'm getting my 2% money. Mm. <laughs> so for you, you've given me a million. Yeah. Over that 10 years, I'm getting my, yeah, I'm getting my 2%. Yeah. So across everybody, you know, I think I read somewhere, like, um, mm. you know, Sequoia Capital uh, all together, I think it's $1.4 trillion of, uh, of investments and the management. So if anything had kind of gone tits up, for want of a better phrase, Two, what's two percent of that? Yeah. Yeah, so sure. there's inherent risk. I think the greatest risk is with the investors, but the greatest reward is with them as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's where it goes. So it's an interesting, it's an interesting place. And then, as as Francis talked about earlier, we're now seeing uh, different people going into it, different yeah. investment strategies. Saying, right, okay, we're VC now. We're specifically going to target sort of black and minor, minority-owned businesses to yeah. to try and. Uh, support the progress of those businesses and that part of the business. I see a lot of people talking about that on Breakfast okay. Club. Yeah. yeah. Let me give you just the, the background to why. Yeah. So we're in this group together, right? Yeah. Which is basically about investing, etc., etc. Yeah. You and John. Yeah. 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 And then someone else posted, I'm not going to mention this person's name, right? But Tell there's me this, offline. okay, there's this, there's this person, black person, right? Who has a venture capital firm now, yeah? Okay. Now that person does not have a background in running anything to do with investments vc right mm. I, I can't go too much into back into the person's background because they'll probably find out right yeah. but i had a look at that person's background on linkedin right mm, yep mm. and nothing there was not when i say zero zero okay now i just asked myself okay someone like this if they were if they were raising money and they came to me to ask for money would i give them any money 
And the answer was a strict no. Yeah. 100%. Hell to the no. Same. Right? So I put that in a group and I was getting so much backlash for saying that. Right? <laughs> I said, so guys, you guys are telling me someone with zero experience has never done anything remotely similar. But then they were saying, oh yeah, but that person can hire people to do it, which is true. But if that's the case, then why is she involved? <laughs> well, so... so but if that, you can, if can, if, if everybody, though. but if everybody right. can hire people to do the job for them, right? Yeah, Why are you involved? You're right with yes, VCs hire people. But you have to remember, if John's running his VC and he's hired people to work for him, John has to know who he's hiring, Hearing. what for. Yeah. Yeah. John needs some kind of expertise, even to, to hire people. Yeah. Even just to hire people, yeah. you need to know what kind of person am I going to hire? Why do I need this qualification over this one? Mm. Right. So my point was, I didn't. My point was someone who has zero investment experience, right, has never worked in any kind, any, anything remotely similar, should not be doing it. And people are saying to me, no, that's not true. We can all learn, blah, blah, blah. But that's a risk, though. That well, means a lot well, of people... So, so the interesting thing about that conversation that, was, that, that we had that day was that whole conversation, the sentiment yeah. in it, is the basis of how that business has been built. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because it was kind of like, well... Oh, at least something's been done from a BAME perspective. Ah, oh, throw oh, um, that word away as well. And, and 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 uh, you know, they're using their profile to, and I and I do agree with the profile bit, but to Francis' point, the people with expertise should start that business, bring you, let me use your profile to mm. get me in the right doors, get me in the right places. Mm. I do commend that without the experience, the idea was one, born, and number two, got to the point where uh, an organization was formed to now go out and, and raise those funds. But yeah. I have to remember, the people that have enough money for you to, you know, pull together enough capital to be an effective fund, that's the thinking they're going to be with. But if I've got 100, 200, half a million, whatever it is to invest, I need to see some serious credentials. Mm. Six figures is not a small amount of money. Seven figures is not a small amount of money. And then, on top of that, when you're not investing in these businesses... It's not just money you're giving them. So, if, if for VC, if I was looking for a VC, it's not just their money. I'm looking at their track record as well. Mm -hmm. It's both sided. So, how are you going to help my business to grow? Mm -hmm. Or are you just going to give me money and then be on my back every day? Now, you're here to help me because yeah. we're in it together now. You've given me investment. We're in yeah. it together now. So, a lot of these VCs, they will talk about, if you're going to say, they will talk about how they've helped businesses. It's not just yeah. they cut a check well, this is it. and waited and said, hey, where's my money? And, and usually, that main guy at the VC he would have had 10 years experience of doing something yeah. similar. He may not have been a VC for 10 years ago, right? Mm. But let's just say he was some kind of technology guy, some kind of, I don't know, guy who who ran several supermarkets, yeah, right? Yeah. That guy knows how to run a supermarket. If he wants to invest into a startup supermarket, he knows exactly where all the dead bodies are buried. He knows what to look yeah, for yeah, yeah, and yeah. what to avoid. Yeah. Well, you come with your pitch. Right? Mm. He nice knows what to, to ask. People like, yeah, but what about that? Do you see what I'm saying? What about he, this? He will easily point something out to you who, as a newcomer, you may not have even thought about because of their expertise, right? Now, I'm not mm. saying everyone needs to have 10 years experience doing that stuff, right? But you need to have something which makes you qualify to be in that position. Because mm -hmm. if, if we're going by, oh, but, you know, that person's profile, they can use it to raise money, that's absolutely fine. But don't be that person running the VC, be some be on the team. Be the, face. Yep. be the face raising money. Yep. Day to day VC, you have nothing to do with it. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Right? I want that guy with ten years. I don't care. That's mm. who I trust with my money. Mm. Like money is money. Yeah. None of us here want to lose a hundred pounds even, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So if I'm gonna give someone my money, 
it has to be someone who in my eyes is qualified yeah. and I'm not going to make exceptions because that person is black yeah, yeah. yeah 100%. M- money is money yeah, mm. yeah if look it's true right yeah I agree I, you would not go to a doctor who's who's less qualified but because they're black yeah. <laughs> you no, want them true. to be just it's as true. qualified yeah. as the white doctor yeah, you yeah. go to yeah, yeah. so I don't see any difference with that yeah. the, the only problem is obviously there's not enough VCs run by black people. That's that's the problem. Yeah, there's there's yeah. nowhere near. That's what's going to get as to. many, right? So so tomorrow, if I was involved in a VC or I started a VC, yes, I would make sure that any barrier to a good idea that normally you know black and minority ethnics might not get to pitch or get to put through because they haven't been to the right school or they don't know the right pay people or they haven't worked at this tier one bank or whatever. I'd make sure those barriers are not there. So if you've got a good idea, you've got a good idea, you come through. But I think to base your whole investment strategy and effectively say, look, we only do BAME investments, I think you're limiting your your you are your but, six your, but, your but, potential but, for success. It, yeah. And also doing that in the UK as well. If they said, oh, we're mm. going to go to Africa and yeah, be doing investments in Africa, well, all right, cool. Yeah, it's yeah. different. Oh, that's different. But to be doing that here, when we're ready and that's the only thing, yeah. oh, if you said, oh, we're going to redress the balance even, I'd be, cool, cool. But to be solely that, and I, to be fair, I've not checked, yeah. I've not looked. This is all anecdotes I've read, yeah. but I'm seeing a bit more of this now. Yeah. You know, invest in black. Listen, I want to invest in good businesses, mm-hmm. and then it's us for us as black people to up our game. That's that's my opinion. Yeah, yeah. See, I don't, don't I, give me money because I'm black. Give me money because my business is worth your money. Mm-hmm. I, I look at it as such, right? It, before you invest in something, you you must have a rough idea of how much money you want to make, how much returns you want to make mm-hmm, or something. Mm-hmm, yep. So the, the, I would look at it as like a screening tool, right? Yeah. If there were, let's just, if, let's just say I wanted to invest in some kind of tech startup, right? Yeah. Run by a black person. I wouldn't start off with looking for black people, right? Mm. I would start off by looking Before. for specific tech yeah. investments. Yep. Mm-hmm. Then if there's black people in there, I start looking at the black people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how I would do it, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. having the black thing or the BAME thing as the first screening tool when it's money involved I, I don't think it's right Limiting simply yourself. because it's money involved because yeah. think about it those VCs have taken money from someone else yeah. right mm. now where things are completely different is if the investors come in with the kind of attitude of you know what we know you might not have the as big as a uh, universe as non whites yep. and we're happy with that even if that means we're constrained by ABC yep. then that's very very different right then you can say, yeah, actually forget everyone else. We just want to focus on BAME, nothing else. Mm. But then just remember, you've you've already cut off a huge, mm. op- huge set of opportunities you you've could have had. Mm. Now, I'm not saying... Especially if you're single market. Yeah, <laughs> right? Mm. It's it's, yeah. it's going to be difficult. Yeah. Then the other issue, someone told me, who works for a VC actually, that they've been specifically looking for, this is not BAME, this is black black um, startups entrepreneurs and they're finding it very difficult in the UK to find something worth investing in yep, yep. not because again we can't do it but there's not enough opportunities that yeah. they yeah. could invest in yeah. so and I don't know if enough people have had the access to the education and the knowledge that you know allows yeah. you to bring things to the to the level that a VC needs and yeah. You know, I was I saw I think one of the big four firms, I think it was KPMG or someone, was running once again specifically. They wanted black entrepreneurs. They ran a sort of a competition, and if you won, you got one year's consultancy for free, which is 
a lot of money like that that is an amazing and they would work with your business i think you got one or two consultants for a year to help you build your business to the point of raising investment etc so things are going on and it's good and that's my point whoever won that competition this is a good example whoever won that competition gets to that point the in theory they shouldn't even need someone to look at them specifically because they're black they won that competition they've had a year of expert advice they've got a viable business and then if i'm running a a vc that wants to make sure that you know, ethnic minorities are getting at least the same representation and redress the balance, then that's person I will pick because they've got a good quality, you know, business. Mm-hmm. Not just, you know what, yeah. your ethnic minority come through because you lose money and I lose money. Yeah. Everyone loses. You don't, you, don't, you don't just want money because we're black. I, I don't think that makes sense. No. So Some, someone shouldn't then? just give you money because someone should give you money because you have something which is worth investing in. That's the very first thing, right? Yeah. But obviously the flip side is that the cases that even the or from what I know again I don't work in VC so yeah. I might not necessarily know this but from what I'm seeing is that there are black startups that don't have access to funding but they have a good product or yes, a good yes. I don't know idea or whatever mm-hmm. it is but they don't have the same access to funding as mm-hmm. non-black ones yep. so if that is the case then of course you should get the, all the funding you need right if, if, if you're just as good as your competitor but you don't have the same access to funding, then there's some kind of inequality there, right? Agreed. So yeah. in that case, you should get order and there should be all this black focus investing in that case. But that's the only case in my eyes, mm. right? Yep. It shouldn't be a charity thing. No, mm-hmm. no, no. And to your point about how do we start, yeah. and, I, and I've said, I think I've said it on the podcast before, I think it's also a, an inclusion thing. So it's not just at a race level. I think there's a class problem here as well, etc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, it it starts with almost all the other problems. We just need, you need more representation. In everything. In everything. Yeah. Mm. So you need more people who are strategy consultants. You need more people who work in investment banking. You need more people that work in VCs, etc. And it's getting better. And I don't know if this is just me dreaming, but I just feel like I'm seeing more and more ethnic minorities especially the younger lot mm-hmm. in those businesses yeah. in yeah. those roles yeah, you know uh, mm-hmm. it's getting there um and then you, still got a long way yeah to go. you get to the point where there's a general partner or, or whatever yeah. and those things aren't there but yeah it, and with those things as Fran said it's a long game so we'll yeah. see in five six years if that that you know that, that vc has, has generated the required returns yeah. um and you could argue that the fact that we're even having this conversation they've done something right yeah. they've stirred up the convo so yeah yeah, well. but uh, but I think at some point, yeah, actually, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I hear what you're saying, yeah. but but it's just interesting, and I think you know some of the romanticism just needs to yeah. move away, and it is th- definitely this thing of if you're an entrepreneur, you live this cool lifestyle, you know, wake up in the morning on your laptop yeah. in yeah. a coffee shop, yeah. couple, yeah, yeah, you know, exactly, exactly, exactly. go to couple meetings, I'm you fly to this place, yeah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I don't no, answer to, me, I don't answer to anyone. Everybody wants to be their own boss. Everyone yeah, wants to look like their ultra entrepreneurs yeah. it's annoying but it's thanks to Damon Dash no? yeah exactly oh, thanks to Damon Dash on yeah, Breakfast exactly. Club <laughs> oh, do you know Everyone how many people that thing? got onto me when I said this guy is talking nonsense same hair same hair because he's like oh my son's a boss I said yeah but all the people that work for your son feel like rubbish now don't they but as as the great fabulous said if everybody's a boss Who's who the hell is working and there's nothing and, wrong and with that, working a good night of five Damon Dash do you know how much I wish I was in that room I would have asked him one question and he would have felt like a dick, right? He, he, I would have said to him, so when your child is sick and you take him to the hospital, right? Where the nurse is doing a nine to five, the doctor's doing a nine to five. Are you really, really telling me there's no honor in that? 
course, the guy specifically said there's no honor oh, no. in having a nine to five, but you want to take your child to the private hospital <laughs> where the doctor's doing a nine to five. It's narrow minded. But that's why he's broke. Yeah, exactly. And he, people always say Jay Z ripped him off. I don't see how Jay Z can rip someone like he, Damon. I Dash think he's re- he got really bad money management. I remember he's on a, a show with, um, what was it Lil Wayne, Dame Dash, and Snoop Dogg, and it's about um, music moguls. Mm. Snoop Dogg is doing a film and Dame Dash is doing a film. Snoop Dogg does it, everything in-house, cost him about a hundred grand and it looks amazing. Dame Dash is on a million, pays a million, yeah. has not finished the film and has gone broke. Wow. Yeah. yeah, so clearly, but then it it's makes sense, right? Because this guy does not come from a straight whatever. He's have a rough upbringing yeah. from Harlem. You but know, then you should know better then. Is, you should know how to manage money better because you don't, don't want to go back because you're going to be moving forward. But that's why I always, when I look at someone like Jay-Z, for example, right? And again, I might be completely wrong, but to me, it feels more like Jay-Z is someone who from, from earlier on listens to his advisors more than Damon Dash did. 100%. Yeah. That's how I One feel. Because all that money they made, remember, they were equal partners in Rockefeller. Yeah. They earned equal amount. Everyone was 33, 33, 33. Equal yeah. amounts, you know? So yeah. from the beginning, everyone had the same amount. So seeing where Jay-Z has got to now and Damon Dash has gone the other way, I don't think Jay-Z alone could have just kind of said, no, I'm going to rip him off. And yeah. uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. May- maybe it, I'm wrong. I don't think it does, does look like it's in him because everybody that was with him from back then is still with him now, apart from Dame. Yeah, there you go. And and I think this this whole boss narrative is getting tiresome. And, and also, once again, I think it, it, it highlights something I've always said that because people haven't seen or experienced something, they think it doesn't exist. Yeah. So people think there's a, there's this pretty low ceiling to what you can earn yeah. in a nine to five. And then there's just a f- very few people that make it through the top that if you want to earn this kind of X amount of money or have X amount of lifestyle, it's entrepreneurship unless you're one of these very few, which is not true. No. Me, you see this every day at work. Like yeah. this is not true. There's lots of people who go to work and work for somebody else. And they're crazy. <laughs> and they're making more money than uh, most entrepreneurs crazy, I know. Yeah. Right, they and don't get me wrong. There's a satisfaction thing about it. There's nothing wrong with you yeah. owning your own business and, and coming from that. But I think some people are doing it to say they own their own business, not because there's a calling or there's something you know, there. I I almost feel like if you've worked for someone or you've, you've if you've worked for a company in a specific mm-hmm. sector, you're more likely to be an entrepreneur one day mm-hmm. compared yeah, to the really person who hasn't worked, never worked for in an industry. Yeah, but just everyone wants to do it young now, and this is the whole Instagram culture and all of that. There everyone was, wants to be 28. So, and um, Harvard Business Review did this study, I don't know if you saw it, no. on, um, they looked at, globally, right, people who start companies, who which group are the most successful, blah, blah, blah. Obviously, they were all white and mm. male, yep. but the group, the age group, which had the highest success rate was 40. Of course. I.e. 40 year olds that founded companies had the highest success rate. Yeah, yeah. But people would think it's the other way around. People think it's the 21 year olds yeah. because they see these outliers like Snapchat, Facebook, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. They're but one in one. I mean, even if you look over the last 10 years, you can name those companies mm-hmm. because yeah. they haven't yeah, been Yeah, it's a handful, many. right? Yeah, yeah, it's a handful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so, sorry. so yeah. Go back to VCs quickly. Yeah. Earlier on, you like mentioned angel investors. What yeah. is an angel investor? So I, fr- from my from my perspective, that is actually a US specific term. Mm, yeah, like John just said, they're usually individuals like me and you, but a lot richer than us. Okay. So if if you want to be an angel investor in the UK, you have to earn a certain amount and you have to have a certain amount in savings. I think is a million. I think, and then you can invest into a startup just using your own means. Yep. So that's the only difference. Mm. And generally, they're people that are high net worth from either exiting so they've sold a business so there's a f- couple of entrepreneurs 
uh, who are quite prolific about it. Maybe they sold a business and their share was 40 or 50 million and they're not going through that again. Mm. <laughs> so they will now say, all right, I've done it. Let me be an engine investor. Let me guide. Let me, like I said, it's not just about giving the money. Yeah. It's the advice you can bring, it's the presence. So engine investors are generally an individual, a high net worth individual or ultra high net worth individual. One more thing before we wrap up. Um, in terms of investing in venture capital for us or everyday people, mm. um, there, there are funds now, aren't there? There are funds mm. that you can invest in, mm. that invest in VCs, that where, where it's, you, you will have a lot more liquidity in a sense that you can actually invest a thousand pounds now and sell it in next month or something because it's there's funds that they're specifically set up for retail investors like all of us. Mm. But again, if you're going to invest in something like that, it makes sense to do it for the long term, yeah, yeah. right? For the longer term. Which I'm not good at. Yeah. Are you not thinking about investing in being invested in a VC or becoming a VC? I'm more interested in starting my own business. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't necessarily want to be a VC. Um, if I were to ever start up an investment firm, it would be more of a hedge fund, not a VC. Because I don't work in, so in, in VCs and private equity, they're private markets, so they're non-listed companies, right? Mm. Whereas where I, everything is listed, mm. right? Mm. And I don't necessarily invest in stocks every day. I look at all these other stuff as well. So I'll be more interested in that. I, I, so I'm, yeah, I'm more interested in starting my own business. I think like the examples I gave before, I would be more interested in becoming a VC later. Like it may be in 10 years, Hopefully, one of my ideas has come to life and I've sold, etc. I could see myself becoming a VC or an angel investor in 10 years or so. I just gave away my age, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, well, yeah. Um, that was another episode, unless there were more questions, um, Kalisha. Um, no? You seem like you wanted to ask something. No. <laughs> All right, no. cool. So, yeah, that was it. That was an episode inspired by our group. Yeah, yeah. I could I could easily think of another two that we could talk about. Oh, <laughs> Maybe yeah, we easy. will. We should do it. Maybe we you will. Yeah. The one we had this week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We should 100% maybe we will. Okay. 100%. We'll tell you offline. Okay. So maybe there'll be another episode, guys. Yeah, Stay good, tuned. Good. As um, always, any questions, any other content, please uh, contact the team on the socials, on Instagram, uh, and Twitter at Making Sense PC. Yes, sir. All right. Yeah. That was it. Um, have a great week. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Don't work Thank too you hard. Guys. Yeah, it works smart. I ain't smart. doing that. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Peace out. Later. See ya.